This is the story of Haley's challenge to come to terms with the death of her mum through asthma in the summer of 2018. Haley is riding the Paris-Roubaix challenge in order to raise money for asthma charities in the UK and Europe. I'm Matt. Welcome to the second edition of Ride for Roz. We travelled to Paris courtesy of Aegean Airlines, who kindly sponsored travel for us and our bikes. Our flight was comfortable and on time, the flight attendants attentive and the food, a novelty for us as habitual budget airline travellers, a welcome bonus. We arrived in Paris, ready to begin our challenge, bikes and luggage safe. Our rental car collection was the usual mixture of frustration and resignation. It's a part of the journey that usually fills me with anxiety, having had bad experiences with credit cards and hire cards before, but fortunately this time we were on our way to our accommodation in Lille in around 20 minutes. A two-hour journey later and we crashed into bed, tired but ready for the challenges to come. Our recon took in three sectors of cobbles, the brutal five-star Carrefour de l'Arbre, which gained its infamy not only from the two kilometres of rutted Napoleonic cobbles over which we would ride, but also because it's its reputation as one of the defining sectors of the race, where the final selection is often made and dreams are wrought or shattered. Tyres alright? Yeah, I think so. They feel, they feel okay anyway. I think um, they, they're the least of my worries and my issues, I think. Well, no, no punctures yet anyway. How's your feet? Oh, shh, don't be too quick. Yeah, my feet right. hurt. They're very cold and they're actually out of my shoes now as we sit and chat because I'm trying to rub my toes to get them alive because I think they've just died. Uh, sounds a bit like Christos. He's always taking oh, his shoes off Christo, when you and I go for a ride. cold feet. So, we've done Carrefour de l'Arbre, we've done Grousson, we've got Willems, Willems at Hem to do next and we're about 5k away from that and then another probably 5 or 6k to the velodrome where we can pick up numbers and oh, then... Oh yes, I'm looking forward to that, I wonder what number I am. And what's the plan after that? Coffee. And then after that? Pasta. And then? Bath, bed. Okay. From there, we rode back to the velodrome in Roubaix over the less intimidating pavé of Grousson and Willems at M. I've never ridden on the velodrome and I didn't really know how to ride on the steep bits. It was quite steep, actually. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. I'm looking forward to, I don't know, the whole thing. A little bit, not worried, but I'll, I'm looking forward to doing it. Uh, the velodrome's almost as disconcerting as the cobbles, isn't it? Because you don't realise, when you sit on the TV, you don't realise how steep no. it is. It's like, 45 degrees no. and if I go on the bank am I, you feel like you're going to slide off well my worry was if I because I'd like to have ridden on the higher bits of the velodrome but I felt that if I wobbled I'd just crash and that would hurt I think you've got to get used to it and I think you've got to go faster yeah. to ride on the, the slopes yeah I suppose on the banking ok grab your bag get a jersey bugger off After a quick spin around the velodrome, we headed back to our apartment for some heavy-duty sleeping before an early start the following morning. So it's Paris-Roubaix Eve, Kempi. We've been out and had a ride around on the cobbles, got to grips with a few of them, and rode the final into the velodrome, into the stadium. How did you find the day? Um, yeah, good day. Uh, enjoyed going to the velodrome, wanted to have a see what it was all about and uh, enjoyed that. The indoor velodrome was amazing, blew my mind. Never been in one before and they, the walls were just so steep 
And um, there was a guy motor pacing yeah, as well, wasn't there? Was and he was going really, really, really quickly. And then just as we were coming out, we had to collect our bibs from the inside. Um, and just as we were coming out, he was right at the top. And I was like, oh, my goodness, going flat out. So that was quite good. Enjoyed um, the bit of a buzz round the area that we went to today with a couple of stalls and different things like that. So that that was good. See anybody famous today? Um, Van Avermaet. That's probably not. Greg Van Avermaet. Yeah. And we saw his team, didn't we, riding down the road as well, CCC. CCC, just as we were coming in at in the beginning of the day. bright orange. They were coming, obviously testing a couple of cobbles out as well, by the looks of it. So, uh, yeah, lots of people out today just riding around and testing out the different cobble sections. So we did three cobble sections today. Enjoyed, very bumpy, uh, not very comfortable at all. Some obviously you wouldn't less expect them to be, would harsh you? than others, but um, kind of hurts your brain. You can feel your brain bashing about inside. So I definitely have one because I felt it today. <laughs> Did you get your gears worked out? Did you get your hand position worked out? Um, I think I'm okay for tomorrow. I think I practised a bit today. Struggled uh, when you said I needed to get them on the top to start with, but by the time we'd done our third sector, I, that's clearly the best place to have them. And... And I think by the time I do 19 tomorrow, I'll be a pro at putting my hands on the top. Um, But I still need to work on my gears. I still think I'm going too high a gear. Easily pleased, though, aren't you? Give a girl a sticker and a rock and she's quite happy. Yeah. Well, you are anyway. Yeah, and a medal. Don't forget, I'm looking forward to a medal tomorrow. I can try and get that. What about your clothes? Do you decide what you're wearing? No. Um, I wish I'd bought my long bibs, but I haven't, so I'm just going to have to suck it up. I don't know whether to go... Double pads, so I don't know whether to wear two bib shorts or one bib shorts. I've tried two on, but they feel really tight, so I'm not so sure. Um, and I think I'm going to go for Ride for Ros jersey over my long sleeve red one. Um, but I don't know, my gloves work really well today, so my feet still got cold. Just going to have to suck that one up again, wiggle my toes as much as I can. I don't know. Happy with my gloves today. Kept your fingers warm. He did. No problems with my fingers. I think I might have some sore hands at the end of the day tomorrow, though. So, how do you make the Arenberg Forest? Tough baptism of fire. Yeah, first one today. Um, What are we on? 52 kilometres. Number 19, but it's go backwards, so that was the first one. it was tough, it was long, and it seemed like uphill. Uh, you had quite a few people trying to overtake and all over the place, but yeah, I overtook a couple as well, so that's a bonus. Um, but Makes climbing. you wonder how the, how the pros can ride yeah, that I know. 50 kilometres an hour, doesn't it? It's, it's an effort just to keep your bike moving. That's hard. That's hard. I'm not sure I got my gearing right, but... How of the how of the foot? I don't think you'll ever get your gears right. How have the first fifty kilometres been then? Um, I've enjoyed riding as part of a group. We tried to tag on to a couple of different groups, and I think we found one that matched our pace. So that was good. I felt good tagged in um, and ticked along. As that was good. I felt comfortable. Toes defrosted yet? No, numb. No, mine haven't either. My fingers are defrosted. Yeah, fingers are okay. Frozen. Yeah, I don't feel cold. It's just my toes. All right, so 90 k's left. Oh my goodness. 18, 18... sectors of cobbles. Ooh. Gets yeah. gnarly from here on in, Kempi. All right.
five sectors, six sectors now of cobbles done. We've lost count. We're at Beverly left for it, so we've done one, two, three, four, five sectors of cobbles done. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What are you thinking? How are you finding it? Yeah. What's good? What do you like? What um, do you hate? I hate the cobbles. <laughs> <coughs> I don't want to eat anymore, but I've got to, and that's serious for me to say I don't want to eat. But um, I'm finding it difficult eating to keep my energy up. But it's all right, so we're over halfway in kilometres. Not, not quite over halfway in cobbles yet. Well over halfway in kilometres of the race. Yeah. And we are almost halfway towards your 160 kilometre, 100 mile target as well. Cool, that's all right. I'm just gonna keep ticking them off now. <laughs> Countdown. Well, we've had a very long and very busy day. Hayley's been fabulous, as you might expect. Far more cheerful and far braver than you've any right to expect she would be. I'm sat at Sector 6, Borgella 19, waiting for her, uh, because she's gone ahead, because we've done lots of video of her today, and I said it's about time I got my face on some video. So I'm waiting here to get, allow her to get ahead so she can video me when we get there. We've got about 15 kilometers, I think, to go to the velodrome. Uh, I'm in all, all in, I think she's all in, but we'll be pleased, thrilled when we get there. Done, Kempi. We're at the velodrome. Shattered. I think emotionally shattered as well as physically shattered. What are you thinking? Um, mostly enjoyed. Surprised that I completed, surprised that I did it. Uh, seven hours, twelve, not not bad, not bad at all really. Um, yeah. Well, we always said it wasn't, wasn't a race, was it? It was always just oh. about getting here and doing it. Yeah, I'm just glad that I've done it. And it looks like WhatsApp's going mad with yeah. messages from the, <laughs> the Welsh loonies. Yeah, everybody, somebody, thank you very much. Um, I love you, Kempi. Thank you for always being there. <laughs> My very own rock. <laughs> so that was Paris Roubaix. In figures, 145 kilometres ridden, seven hours taken, and about 4,000 euro raised. We hated some of it, we loved most of it, but we'll be back. While we were racing Paris-Roubaix, our friend and colleague Christos Latanis was competing in Greece's first ever Ironman 70.3. He's got form with Ironmans, having been to the full Ironman in both Frankfurt and Zurich. He too has been fundraising for Ride for Ros, and he and I talked endurance sports existentialism in Coffeeberry. Please excuse the school students on their Easter break. Cycling thing was probably my worst uh, element. 
that's interesting anyway because in the times when I've run regularly which is not that often because being fairly heavy is not very comfortable I've enjoyed running mainly I think because it's because it's boring because rather than turn, turning in on myself and thinking about what am I doing and why am I doing it and getting stuck inside my own head it means I can escape from my own head and I can think about the rhythm and the fact that it hurts but I know I can sustain it and, and that's been the attraction of running and to an extent cycling for me as well but you're saying you found running boring um, yeah because uh, pretty much I've been running for my whole life like any sports you do pretty much like football basketball that I've done or running and all that it's all about you know moving your legs and running so I spend a lot of time out on the roads uh, training for marathons, so it got a little bit too much for me just running. So, because I was a decent swimmer and because who doesn't love to cycle, to be honest? You so it's like triathlon is applied running rather than just running for the sake of running. Well, it's not that I don't enjoy running, I do enjoy it. But it, it's boring on its own. Now it's a lot better that I do have another two things to focus on. Oh, and it's not just a strange running. kind of person that says running is better when you've already swum <laughs> uh, a reasonable distance and then done 90-kilometer <laughs> bike ride. And then running's better when you've got all of that in your legs. Yeah, it makes it a little bit less boring because you know that when you get to the running leg, you're going to struggle. And uh, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to think and isolate actually the pain that you're going to feel on the run. So it does make it a little bit more interesting because it's kind of feel that it's the unknown because you don't know how you're going to be actually on the run. You don't know how you're going to feel. You don't, you don't know how your body's going to react on the run. You try to get in a rhythm, but at the same time, you start feeling tired. You might have to slow down or you might feel a little bit better so you can push it up a bit. But so so you move, you, so you, you kind of took on triathlon because running on its own kind of didn't do it for you anymore. But I don't, how big of a step is it then from doing a, an Olympic triathlon maybe to a, a, an Ironman? I know distance-wise there's a big jump. It is a big jump training-wise because you have to train a lot more hours for such a long distance. Yeah, I mean... For, for Paris Roubaix, I was. It sounds doesn't sound like a lot of time when you put it in context of professional cyclists, but probably doing ten hours a week, maybe something like that, and that's that's to cycle at a very mediocre level. But then you've got to do that and run and swim as well to be a half decent triathlete. Well, it's it's the time that you have to to give for each uh, discipline, to be honest, because you need to train at least twice or three times a week for each uh, sport so it's everything really the organization the schedule the other commitments you might have that might stop you from uh, training there's a lot of things to juggle in one uh, hand to be honest sometimes um, but ultimately rewarding and worth it though by the sound of it because you keep going back I mean you, your next challenge is another Ironman again in the, in the autumn yep 
signed up for another full Ironman this time uh, in Barcelona in October, um, which right now gives me another 24 weeks to train for, so there's still plenty of time for that. Um, best week get out on the bike again fairly soon then. <laughs> I don't know about yes. you, but I'm, I'm floundering around having completed Roubaix and looking for the next thing to do. Well, you've got a target, which is Barcelona. Well, I've got to find myself something to aim for. It's really, it's really interesting, to be honest, because while I was cycling and running uh, last Sunday on the half Ironman, I was thinking, why, why the hell did I actually sign up for a full Ironman? Why do I want to go through all that? I didn't, pain again. I didn't need to sign up for a half Ironman to realise that I didn't really want to do a half Ironman. Yeah, true. Um, but it's that funny thing again that the day after you finish it, you start thinking, okay, what's next? And what can I do to become better? What, can I, what do I need to do to become better, to improve my time, to improve my running, to improve my cycling? And it starts again, like that feeling that excitement of uh, starting something new, getting ready for the next challenge, I, and I, I get, find that weird. Yeah, yeah I, I get all of that, I get that, the, for me, Roubaix was similar in as much as, you, by the time you've done 25 kilometers of cobbles, you think, I don't care if I never see another cobble again in my life, but by the time you finish it, you realize actually it's so epic that you've got to go back and do it again, it's just something about Roubaix, and for me, and, and Iron Man for you by the sound of it, it just gets under your skin, and and you can't resist it, you've got to go back and do it again. Yeah, I don't know how to explain that feeling, to be honest, because every time I competed in a one event, I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through all that uh, pain, through that agony? All these negative thoughts start coming into my head while I'm doing it. But the minute you finish, it's like you switch a button and everything like comes back to normal and you're like okay I'm ready for the next challenge and I want to do it again well, I want to go again through that agony and pain and I don't know that doesn't sound very normal to me begs, begs the question why maybe it's something to do with endurance athletes I don't know but maybe maybe we can pick this up again sometime further down the line when we've both I found a new challenge and you're a bit further down the line with the training yeah definitely we should uh do that. I think uh, finding the next challenge, it's... Milan San Remo. Uh, you didn't say that, did June, you? <laughs> June, 300 kilometers, 92 euro for a flight. <laughs> I'm mentally, I'm on the plane already. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you. So, Kempi, the dust settled on Paris-Roubaix. We're back in Athens. We watched a bit of it by the roadside. What do you make to the whole experience now with a few days to look back on it? Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the time. The build-up while being out there was really good. Enjoyed that lots. Um, and actually enjoyed being back and watching the pros on the telly. Uh, and from pretty much section 19 on knowing that we did that and we've been there and and that that was good so what was it about it that made it a, a special experience 
Um, the whole ride for Roz was pretty special. I had lots of support from everybody, somebody. Um, and last week in the run-up, a couple of days before going, everybody was wishing me well, and, and I didn't know what to expect. Um, while there, we give everybody the live tracker. That was that was nice. Lots of people tracked us, and then we um, broadcast some Instagram and some Facebook live sections, and lots of people <coughs> commented and said they'd followed, and that was pretty cool. The whole cobbles was, I don't know. It was just really tough, but definitely type two fun. Um, you do it and then it's good uh, being home you enjoying performing live in front of an audience not particularly no that was quite hard and especially some of the sectors you filmed and I was like no I meant now with the two twits oh, too. yeah well yes my fan club so will you be going back I'd like to I'd like to I, I did enjoy it um, and now I know what to expect uh the competitive one comes out to me and says under seven hours then um, but it was good I did enjoy it there were very emotional parts um, the first cobbles were difficult and I had a couple of tears at the end <laughs> um, 100 kilometres seemed to be a bit teary and, uh, and of course the finishing line coming into the stadium and across the finishing line that was pretty special um, how about watching the pros by the roadside then? Yeah, that was good. That was like a totally different day because I'd done everything and I'd I'd got rid of the day before kind of all those different feelings. And yeah, it was, we only managed to watch one bit because we kind of couldn't jump from one bit to the other because they zigzagged all over the place. I'd definitely like to go and watch some more long cobbles. Um, I look forward to Tour de France in the summer. Um, but all good all round good experience then five seconds of fame for the two twits want to say anything I'm proud of mummy <laughs> uh, Mena anything to say so am I <laughs>